standing here Not knowing how we'll get through this test But holding on to faith you know best And nothing can catch you by surprise You've got this figured out And you're watching us now and when it looks as if we can't win You wrap us in your arms and step in And everything we need you supply You've got this in control And now we know that you made a way when our backs were against the wall And it looked as if it was over You made a way yeah. And we're standing here Only because you made a way Hallelujah Yes, you made a way Come on and say together, you can. You made a way. When our backs were against the wall, and it looked as if it was over, you, you made a way. Hallelujah. And we're standing here.
This is the day the Lord has made, so let us do what? Rejoice. rejoice. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. It is so good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Turn to your neighbor and say, mighty glad you made it to church today. Mighty glad you're in church. We're mighty glad to have everybody in our sanctuary. Mighty glad to have you all online, our worship service. We are so happy to have you all together once again. Before we begin our service today, let's go to God in prayer. Lord, we just say thank you. Thank you for another Lord's Day. Thank you, Lord, for Communion Sunday. Thank you, Lord, for just the first half of the year, Lord. We are just so thankful to be here on the corner of East 79th and Euclid Avenue just to give you praise early in the morning, God. We ask you to just come into our minds, speak to our hearts today as we come into our worship service. Help those that are coming, driving, or coming in online to just be remove distractions, Lord. Help those that are driving to get here safely, Lord. Help us to just be focused on you today because without you, we would be nothing, God. So we just say thank you, Lord. We come to give you glory, honor, and praise, God. And as we're still coming in, God, we're just asking you to call in your church, not just here at New Life at Calvary, but all over the world, Lord. Call in your church because somebody needs to get saved today. Somebody needs to know that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, Lord. Somebody needs hope today. Somebody needs healing today, Lord. So we are asking Come into our, our church, come into the church universal around the world, Lord, as we all come together to give you praise. Bless us all. We want a special blessing today as we come to you today, Lord. We want you to come into this place, anoint our house, anoint the, the house of the Lord with your spirit today, because without the Holy Spirit, we're not going to have church. We want to have church today, Lord. So we just say thank you, God, because we you have something good for, for us, not just at church service, but for the whole week as we give you the first of our time, the first of our talent, and the first of our treasures, Lord. You bless us as we come to you. So we just say thank you. We bring our children to you, our family, our sick and loved ones that can't be here. Um, help us to just be our loving people, the hands and the feet that you called us to be the church service today. So we ask all these things. Jesus mighty name. Amen. 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 Is somebody ready to give God praise today? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. So we just say welcome again to everybody that's in our worship service that's still coming in. And welcome to everybody online. We're so happy to see you on Facebook, on our NLAC.TV webpage. Um, if you are watching online, we just want you to leave a comment or a like so you can get your attendance in so we can even know that you're here because we want to pray for you all. So if somebody give God praise today, let us get up on our feet if we're able to. And we're going to sing with the praise team and the praise band. Lord, I lift your name on high. Who's ready to lift God's name on high today?
Good morning, family. How's everyone doing this morning? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Uh, man, that was some awesome singing. It just took me right there. And that's what we're going to do right now. We're going to call on the Savior. And we're going to ask that the Savior not pass us by right here at New Life at Calvary. Y'all ready to go to the throne of grace? Now, before we go, before we go, Scripture says, there were two or more can touch and agree binding anything on earth. It'll be bound in heaven and loosen anything on earth. It will be loosed in heaven. We are a congregation here, and we have a lot of power right here in this room. 
So let's bind and loose something together, okay? Let's do that together. Let's touch in agreement that what we take to the throne of grace right now, that we in agreement with it. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory, hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Heavenly Father, great and eternal God, we just come before your throne of grace, Lord God, just thanking you, Lord God, for all your manyfold blessings, Lord God. We thank you for prospering us, Lord God. We thank you for health, Lord God. We thank you for continuing to develop us, Lord God, into the men and women that you called us to be, Lord God. We thank you for family, loved ones, and friends, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for continuing to encamp your angels around us, Lord God, to keep that hedge of protection around us, Lord God. We thank you for the traveling mercy and traveling grace, Lord God, that you provided to us, Lord God, among, among the highways and the byways. We thank you for letting our associate pastor make it back here safely, Lord God. We thank you for blessing her trip, Lord God. And we thank you, Lord God, for the fellowship here this morning, Lord God. We come, Lord God just giving you the praise and the honor and the glory for everything and asking, Lord God, that you forgive us. Forgive us, Lord God, for any area where we've fallen short of your glory, Lord God. Forgive us and let your mercy and grace continue to be extended unto us, Lord God. You said if we confess our sins, Lord God, that you are just and sure to forgive us, Lord God. So we come as a community right now, Lord God, confessing that we know, Lord God, that there have been areas that we've fallen short, Lord God, because we are imperfect, Lord God. But we know that, Lord, you make up the difference. So we ask, Lord God, that you make up the difference where we've fallen short, Lord God. Continue to cleanse us, Lord God, and continue to renew a right spirit within us and continue, Lord God, to build us up for your plan and purpose, Lord God. We touch an agreement, Lord God, as we lay these things at your altar, Lord God. And one thing else I would like to thank you for, I would like to thank you, Lord God, for helping us to make it back in this chapel, in, 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 in the sanctuary, Lord God, so that we can rush and worship and praise you in a fashion that we've gotten used to, Lord God. We thank you for that, Lord God. And we ask, Father, that you bless our sick and our shedding, Lord God. We touch an agreement this morning, Lord God, binding up anything that is not consistent with your perfectness, Lord God, that is not consistent with helpfulness and, and completeness, Lord God. We bind up anything in our congregation and anything in our sick and shedding, Lord God, just keeping them down, Lord God, and it's not from you. We rebuke it and we loose your presence and your healing in a mighty and a profound way, Lord God. We lay Larry Fountain at your altar, Sylvia Fields at your altar, Lord God, asking, Lord God, that you bless them and that you glorify yourself in their situation and circumstance, Lord God. You know exactly what they have need of, Lord God. And we ask that you bless them according to their need and according unto your abundant mercy and grace, Lord God. We, made it, we laid the Demetrius Jackson family at your altar, Lord God, asking that you comfort them in this time of loss, asking that you give them peace, Lord God, and asking that you give them just that ability, Lord God, to have that peace and that joy, Lord God, in this time of loss. Lord God, we ask that you bless this community right here that new life in Calvary resides itself in, Lord God. We ask that you bless the surrounding area, Lord God. There are not a people around in this area, Lord God, in need of a lot of things, Father. And we ask, Lord God, that you let 
their hearts, desires, Lord God, and those things, Lord God, that they need be provided, Lord God, as only you can. Father, we ask that you bless the remainder of our service. We ask that you let your presence be here with, with us, Lord God, in a mighty way, Lord God. And we ask that you be glorified here, Lord God. We ask that you have your way this morning. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. All right. Join me for the church purpose statement, please. Y'all want to rise? Church purpose statement. In response to God's love, our purpose is to love others, teach the word of God, and reach the world for Christ. Therefore, as a covenant partner, I will invite others to come and join me in worship. I will be a part of a small group Bible fellowship to grow in Christ. I will serve in the ministry with my gifts and talents. I will do my part in faithfully giving my tithes and offerings to keep the ministry of Jesus Christ alive in the world. I will love all those who enter our doors and accept them in our midst. Praise the Lord this morning, y'all. morning. I'm going to be reading the scriptures this morning from the Old Testament, the book of Psalm chapter 13, verses 1 through 6, for the director of music, a Psalm of David. How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts? and day after day have sorrow in my heart. How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look on me and answer, Lord my God, give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. And my enemy will say, I have overcome him and my foes will rejoice when I fall. But I trust in your unfailing love, my heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise, for he has been good to me. The New Testament reading is from the book of John, chapter 16, verses 16 through 24. The disciples' grief will turn to joy. Jesus went on to say, In a little while you will see me no more. And then after a little while, you will see me. At this, some of his disciples said to one another, What does he mean by saying, In a little while, you will see me no more. And then after a little while, you will see me. And because I am going to the Father. They kept asking, What does he mean by a little while? We don't understand what he is saying. Jesus saw that they wanted to ask him about this, so he said to them, 
are you asking one another what I, what I meant when I said, in a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me? Very truly, I tell you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So with you, now is your time of grief, but I will see you again and you will rejoice and no one will take away your joy. In that day, you will no longer ask me anything. Very truly, I tell you, my father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. May the Lord add a blessing to the Amen. reading of his word. tell me what time it is? It's offering time. And what do we say? Hallelujah. It is so good to be able to give back to God in the form of our tithes and offerings. Has God been good to you at all this week? Yes. Hallelujah. Yes. Praise God. So uh, as our, today is our first Sunday of July. Praise God. We're in the month of July. Happy July, everybody. And so on the first Sunday, our special offering goes to support our deacons. And our deacons really support families in their times of need. And the, some of you all may have seen the email that went out about the family Demetrius Jackson, who was a victim of a gunshot. Um, he was killed, 20-year-old young man uh, that died. And he's part of a family here at New Life at Calvary. He's a part of um, Sandra Norris's family. That's her nephew, her great nephew. And so his life was tragically taken. And if you all remember just a little bit over a year ago, Abriana Jackson was shot, her house was shot up and, and um, we lost her as well. So those two people are cousins, they're related and their deaths are possibly connected. And so it's just really tragic, but we are so grateful that at New Life at Calvary, we decided a long time ago to support victims of violent crime in their time of need with a free um, homegoing service and to be of support to them. And so uh, if you're, our deacons are really in need of uh, finances to make sure that they can continue to support families. Tomorrow is Demetrius' family and normally we would have it here at our church, um, but because of the violence that's happening with this situation and the threats that have still been made to his mother and his siblings, we are, yes, it's, it's bad, y'all. <laughs> Still threats against their lives. So we're going to have the service on the west side. And I can't even say it out loud because it, we're broadcasting live. And so um, we're going to have the service on the west side with our partner church on the west side. That y'all all know that church, amen. Pastor Keon and all them folks at that church. That's where we're going to have the service. And the information uh, is online. We'll, we will send out... Um, uh, phone trees and whatnot so you all can have the address but we will need your help if you can volunteer and support the family so keep praying my friends keep praying the violence has not stopped 
but Christ is on the throne and we will continue to lift him up high. So if you're able to today, I said all that to say, support our deacons, amen. <laughs> support our deacons. As our, our, as our ushers come forward, let us bow our heads in prayer. Gracious and holy God, we thank you that you are on the throne. We thank you, Lord, that you have control of all things. And with you, we can do all things. So Holy Spirit, we ask your blessings upon these tithes and offerings, Lord. We want to be found faithful in using your finances, Lord. We want to be good stewards, Lord. And we pray, Holy Spirit, that you would bless each and every one of us, Lord, no matter how much we are able to give today, Lord. We pray that you would bless us and find favor with us. We thank you for these offerings, Lord, and ask, Lord, that you would use them abundantly for your kingdom. And we thank you and we honor you. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Praise God. For those of you that are joining us online as our choir begins to bless us in song, we do have several easy ways for you to participate in the offering today. You can go ahead to NLAC.TV and establish your online giving account. For those that like to use Cash App, go ahead, put that dollar sign, the number two NLAC, and your offering comes right to us. If you prefer to mail in your offering, use our address, 2020 East 79th Street, Cleveland, Ohio, 44103. That address again is 2020 East 79th Street, Cleveland, Ohio, 44103. We will now be blessed by a New Life at Calvary praise team singing forever at your feet. Our young people are dismissed at this time for youth church.
just want to praise you forever and ever and ever for all that you've done.
amazing. Thank you, Lord, for your blessing us. He's been a blessing to us, hasn't he? Hallelujah. And it all belongs to Jesus, right? Thank you, Jesus, for blessing us. Thank you, Jesus. good today, you all. In the midst of our struggles, God is good. It is good to see each and every one of you today. Uh, we are in a new sermon series, but before I talk about the new series, I want us to go back and talk about the old sermon series. Y'all remember when we planted seeds? Look at that. So Sharon uh, Grace Williams, she planted um, red peppers. And these are her growings. She sent them to me because they are growing so well, and she has so many that now I can take these home and plant them in my yard, and prayerfully, they're going to keep growing. <laughs> <laughs> but I just wanted to share this with you because she shared that with me. I want you all to know uh, late Pastor Sylvia Fields is home uh, recovering, and as well as Larry Fountain. He was here with us, but he was in the hospital. And he's at home recovering, too. And we want to say welcome back to Pastor Antonia. Hallelujah. She's over there helping with the kids. But I know I'm glad she's back. And the summer camp is glad she's back. Praise God. She had a good time. So if you look in your, your bulletin, you have a sermon to follow along with, an outline to follow along with me if that helps you. But I also want to make sure we see what our summer uh, sermon series is. It's also in the program. Right now we're in soul care, and then in August we're going to be looking at a uh, series called Triggered. Last week we talked, what was the title of last week's sermon, you all? Godly Peace. And what's this week's? How to Heal. Then what's third, week three? Spiritual Practices That Transform. Week four. An Attitude of Gratitude. <laughs> and week five? above and beyond, believing for more, and then the last week is the heart of a Christian. Before we continue, let us take a moment to pray. Gracious and holy God, we do want to take care of our bodies, our minds, and our souls. Help us this day, Lord, as we continue to reflect on all you do in our lives. Help us to connect with you, Lord, in deeper and more meaningful ways. We want to hear from you, Lord Jesus and we trust in you. We thank you and we honor you. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen. So last week we talked about, especially for those that weren't here, we talked about soul care. We were, we were reminded that God gave us a mind, a body, and a soul, right? We also talked about what godly peace is versus worldly peace, and we talked about the difference between self-care, which is sometimes focused on the external, and, and uh, soul care, which is always focused on the internal. So learning about godly peace, did anybody feel peaceful this week? A little bit, okay, <laughs> I hope so. I hope every single one of you felt a, a little bit of peace, but learning to really heal is our focus today. 
and so that we can continue to dwell in godly peace. Did you know that every single human, say every single human, every single human on the planet needs to heal or will need to heal? Every single one of us. Every single one of us will experience some hurt, some pain, and some suffering. Can we all agree with that? So when we're talking about healing today, I want you all to know that this is not everything that we need to do to heal. Pastor Antonio is going to talk about that a little bit more next week in spiritual practices that will transform us. But this is starting us with the basics. Say basics. So in learning how to heal, one of the first steps is the art of lament. Say that with me, the art of lament. Who knows what it means to lament? Cindy, wait, we gotta get you a mic. It's to cry out to God when you're in pain. It's to cry out to God when you're in pain. Anybody else? Has anybody ever lamented before? Some of us, okay, Anna. Lamenting is a continuous uh, going before the Lord, and really, it's like a cry. Sometimes you cry tears, but sometimes you're just letting out the emotion mm -hmm. from deep within. Right. That's sometimes you don't even have words. It's like a, a guttural or a moaning, or a, you don't even have the words. You're just, just laying before the Lord. Amen? Anyone else want to talk about your experience with lament? All right. So how many of us know that we are not supposed to suffer forever? None of us are supposed to suffer for Anna. <laughs> Did you have something else you want to say, Anna? Okay, you, you agree? <laughs> We're not supposed to suffer forever. I remember when I was about four years old, you all, I had accidentally stepped on a nail or something that was on the floor, and I cut my foot. And it was such a bad cut. I mean, my foot was bleeding all over the floor. My mother had to take me to the hospital, and I had to get my very first stitches. It was traumatic, y'all. They, they had me laying on that um, emergency room cot, and they took this blue device, and they, they rolled me up like a hot dog and had me strapped in. <laughs> and I got those stitches, and I'm telling you, I screamed bloody murder. You can probably hear me all the way cleared on the other side of the hospital. I saw all of that blood, and I was in so much pain, I thought I was dying. As my little four-year-old self, nobody couldn't tell me that wasn't the end at that moment. I thought I was dying. It was the worst injury that I had ever experienced up until that point in my life. And when the stitches were done and we went home, if I tried to walk on it, it would still bleed. So every time I saw the blood, I'd be tell running to my mother like, Mom, I'm dying, I'm dying. And she kept just looking at me like, poor child. <laughs> How many of y'all have ever had a wound like that where you just knew this was the end? You just had a wound so bad. And so when I had that wound at the time, I did not know that I was going to heal. I had no idea that I was going to heal. But right now, almost 50 years old, I realized that was a very small potato that I was experiencing back in the day, right? I know that I did not die, and I also know that I healed. How many of y'all can imagine if I was still going around, limping on my foot like, I can't walk, I'm gonna die. Oh, my foot from my four-year-old injury. <laughs> it wouldn't be right, would it? It wouldn't make sense. 
We are not meant to stay wounded and broken. We are meant to heal, right? So healing is not easy, though. Tell your neighbor it's not easy. Healing comes with some anxiety and stress and pain, but they will heal if the proper treatment is applied. If given time and care, all of our wounds will heal, right? But when we're dealing with inner wounds, those spiritual wounds, we can't just put a Band-Aid on those, can we? We can't just get some stitches and get some Tylenol and heal what's happening on the inside. We have to know what the Band-Aid is for the soul. The Band-Aid is lament. And Cindy and Anna, Anna already said it is, it's similar to crying, but not quite crying. Lamenting is also something unique to Christians. Tell your, tell your neighbor, you got something unique. Let me give you this definition. Lament is the honest recognition and outpouring, say outpouring, of our grief when we have witnessed, check that out. Sometimes the injury don't even have to happen to you. You could have just witnessed what was happening. Witnessed or experienced a wounding at the hands of another or when we ourselves, have you ever wounded somebody else? Have you ever been the cause of somebody else's stress? When we have wounded others and we regret our actions. Lament is more than a passing sympathy. It's soul deep. Say soul deep. And bone wearying. So, lament is uncomfortable. Tell your number, neighbor, it's uncomfortable. This is not an easy experience to lament. Some people can even feel a little embarrassed about moaning to the Lord. How many of you all have ever done a praise dance? I mean, really, like a praise, like a Pastor Toby praise dance. <laughs> Some of us ain't never did it because we too nervous. We worried somebody going to see us dancing around. <laughs> we, we, we scared. Lamenting is almost like the, the uh, equivalent of that Holy Ghost praise dance, except you are moaning and crying before the Lord. I mean, you are just unashamed and expressing all of your sorrow, all of your pain, all of your, uh, your fears. There are over um, one-third of the Psalms in the Bible are actually Psalms of lament. There is actually an entire book called the what? The book of lamentations about lamenting even jesus was in the garden of gethsemane lamenting what he was about to go through lament is a form of prayer more than an expression of sorrow even more than venting lament talks to god and i think anna said this talks to god about our pain how many of y'all have had some pain in your lives all of us right all of us have had a broken heart. Has anybody had a broken heart or am I the only one? <laughs> anybody ever lost a job, gotten fired? Oh, I remember this thing from the first time I got fired. Oh, it was bad. Have you ever not been chosen when you should have been chosen? You was the fastest runner. You was the smartest in school. You, you was the best qualified and you did not get chosen. How many of you have suffered physical abuse? I mean, you know some real pain from being hit. All of us know, if you grew up in the 70s and the 80s, you know about the extension cord, the belt, the switch, the stick. You, 
whatever they could grab, the hairbrush, <laughs> whatever they could get. You know about some physical pain, don't you? Now, I won't ask anybody to raise their hand on this one because I know it's personal or private, but many of us, both female and male, have even suffered sexual abuse. Sexual abuse hurts. That's a, that's a deep hurt because that's an internal wound that is difficult to get to and heal. Last week, uh, we had a funeral for Freddie Brisky, right? And I'm so glad that all of you all came. Unexpectedly, as we were going to the cemetery, a woman asked if she could ride with me. It's like, sure, no problem. I didn't know this woman from a man in the moon. I didn't know her at all, but she was a part of the funeral. As we were driving, she began to talk about her pain and her suffering. She had gone through a divorce. And I'm sitting there, I'm telling y'all, she laid it out. She was like, this was my pain. I was in a dark place and this is how I healed. And I was like, did God send you to me so you can help me get ready for my sermon on Sunday? I said, you didn't know that I'm gonna be talking about healing. And she talked about how her friends, she said, I was in such a dark place. She said, I didn't want to shower. I didn't want to eat. She talked about how she blamed herself. She took on the responsibility. She said, it must have been something wrong with me. And she was in such a dark place. But then she began to be called out by her friends. Her friends wouldn't let her stay in that dark place. And her friends sat with her and it's like, look, we're going to talk about this together. We're going to go through this together. And they began to lament about all the hurts and pains that they had. And I just could not believe that the Lord sent that woman to me and she shared about her divorce because so many have gone through a divorce and still have not healed. There are married people who are married, been married 40 and 50 and 60 years, and you have not healed, amen? How many have experienced a death, loss of a loved one? It could be your parents, your sibling, your husband, your cousin. It could be a good friend. And you are still hurting and unhealed because of that loss. Some of us struggle to lament. We struggle to take our pain to God. We struggle to confess what's happening in our hearts because we are actually angry with God. We are mad with God. We also think, God, you could have stopped this. You could have healed my loved one. You could have, you, you could have made sure they had got to the hospital on time. You could have stopped them from being shot and killed in the middle of the street. And so we don't go to God because we are hurt and we're angry and we don't understand sin and we don't understand God's big plan for our lives. But saints, if we want to heal, we have to go to the healer. If you want to get your, you know, your stitches fixed, you got to go to the doctor, right? If you want to get your emotions right, you go see a counselor. But if you want to do soul care and get your soul healed, who do you got to go to? God. Lament has a unique purpose. When we lament, it shows that we trust God. If you don't know God or you don't believe in God, you don't talk to God. But if you believe that there is a God, 
you start talking to that God and trusting that that God will work out some plans in your life. Lament is a divinely given, say divinely given. It's a divinely given invitation to pour out, I mean, pour out your fears, pour out your frustrations, pour out your sorrows. How many of y'all got a backyard? It's an odd question, isn't it? <laughs> Have you ever just gone out in your backyard and started screaming at everything? Lord, I'm so hurt. Lord, I'm so angry. I mean, you might not go in your backyard, but maybe you go in your basement. Maybe you go in your attic. Maybe you go in your bedroom or your bathroom. I don't know where you go, but have you ever went somewhere and you just look like you talking out loud to yourself because you lamenting to God and you talking to God? Some people haven't done it. I encourage you, give it a try. Just go somewhere where it's you by yourself and you just scream as loud as you can and you talk as loud as you can and you pour out everything, say everything. You pour out everything to God and just keep talking and keep talking. All the frustration. Sometimes you got to say, Lord, I am hurt. Sometimes you got to say, Lord, I am angry. Sometimes you got to say, Lord, I'm tired. This is not fair. You have to say the words out loud. Lament is your invitation. Say invitation. Again, you got to pour it all out. Lament has four parts. I'm going to give them to you real quick. Say four parts. The first part, say number one, is to address or turn to God. You see, we're not lamenting to our friends. We're not lamenting to our counselors. We're lamenting right to God. Say part two. Part two is complain. How many of y'all like to complain? <laughs> we all like to get a good complaint. But sometimes we complain to the wrong person. If I have a problem with Walmart and I go over to Giant Eagle to offer my complaint, is that really helping me? No, it's not. I got to complain to the right person. Complaining to God is a part of lament. You can say to God, this is awful. This is not fair. This is jacked up. Say part three. Request. Ask boldly for help. I mean, some of us don't have nothing because we have not asked for it. We have not asked for it. And I'm talking about ask out loud to God, Lord, I need healing. Lord, I need a financial blessing. Lord, I need my relationships restored. We have to say the words. Tell your neighbor, say the words. And then say part four. Trust. Say trust. All of this is about trusting. Trusting that God will heal you. God will deliver you. And God is there for you. And our psalm today in the Old Testament, we're looking at King David. King David was always lamenting about something. David had times when he felt forgotten and alone. Anybody ever felt forgotten and alone? David had times when he felt abandoned. David had times when he felt there was no one there for him. He had points where he was so, so weary to the point that he wanted to die. There are so many in our world today, so many close to us, even possibly here in this sanctuary, that you are one step away from taking your life. 
because you are just so tired of being on this planet. And we don't want to talk about that. We don't want to believe it's happening, saints. But every single day, someone ends their life because they are so tired of the pain and the suffering that they're going through. But there's hope. Tell your neighbor, there's hope. Because when we have exhausted every option, when there is nobody to talk to, when there's no treatments, when there's no counselors, when there is no other help, all we have to do is look up. Tell your neighbor, look up. Look up. God is there. That's where God. King David said in Psalm 13, let's take a look at Psalm 13. If you all would put those words on the screen from uh, Psalm chapter 13, verses 1 through 6. They're also in your bulletin. If you can look along with me, it says, uh, How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look at that. How many of you all have felt sometimes that the people who are doing bad seem to get the blessings? He says, look on me and answer, Lord my God. Give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. Because that's how he felt. I will go to just, I just want to go to sleep and die. And my enemy will say, I have overcome him and my foes will rejoice when I fall. But here's the blessing. Because all of that was lament. Y'all see all of that lamenting he was doing? But then he gets to the end, he says, but I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise for he has been good to me. Good mental and emotional and soul spiritual health involves grieving our losses and disappointment. Disappointments. There's this thing called a loss inventory. Who can remember, has a memory back to age four like I do? Who has a memory from being age three? Anybody? Pearly, you, you can remember? What about a two-year-old memory? What is the earliest memory that you can recollect and would like to share with us? Let's go way back. You, Pearly, you got a mic right there. I can, I can go way back to when I was somewhat like a toddler, running around with pants that snaps in the, but we, I wore mine loose because I was a little girl. <laughs> and we, were, we lived down south with my um, other cousins and stuff, and my, my, my um, grandparents and my great-grandmother. Okay. And I can remember every week how we had to line up to take the castor oil. Okay. <laughs> you know. Uh, Lining up to yeah, take castor oil? I can, re I can remember that. I can remember going out to the, um, where the hog pen was. We had a persimmon tree up there, and we, uh, my cousins used to climb the persimmon tree and give us persimmons. And I can remember we had an old red horse, and they had to actually... They, the only time I saw them using the horse when they had to go and get water, and they would um, take the big, bug, you know, the barrels to get water. I can remember way back then. Wow, you had a horse, Pearl. <laughs> you grew up with a horse. I, I I'm so impressed. I lived, I lived in the South. <laughs> Cindy, no, I remember when I was little enough to wear the ruffled uh, underwear that we wore over, you know, 
And I went to go to the doctor and they gave me a shot and we were all at my aunt's house and my grandma was still alive. And I was fussing because I was hurting and I was still bleeding. And my grandmother, she had a fit. She was so mad and she went and got me a pillow and she's like, I can't believe they hurt my baby like this. And she was so mad because I don't remember why I got the shot or nothing. I just know, I remember that, that she was so upset and she's like, nobody's gonna hurt my baby like that again. Aww. And that's, a, that's one of the last memories I have of her, you wow. know? So you, that was probably a vaccination or something, Cindy, you was getting. Wow. Who else can ha has a very early memory, Marion? I think, I think I was about a year and a half, and I was being baptized. It was sprinkling me, and my father was holding me. Wow. And I, I remember it. I can see it now. Yeah. That is yeah. fantastic, Mary. And most of us can't remember our baptisms when we got baptized as a baby, but you remember that. That's beautiful. I remember um, when I was um, in um, preschool and I graduated, and I had a, a, a hoop dress, a hoop in my dress. <laughs> I graduated and I never forget that. You had one that. of the big, it was a hoop. like a princess gown. <laughs> a hoop in my dress. <laughs> Praise oh. God. Joseph? Yeah. I can remember back to the middle 50s. I remember, I remember my grandmother, because I lived, I, I'm from North Carolina. And I remember the school was behind the house. I remember when I, t I told my grandmother I didn't want to leave her. I didn't want to go to school. Oh. So this had to be about 55. You like didn't that. even want to go to school. You wanted to stay with your I grandma. Want to tell my grandma, right? I love. She said you got to go. You got to go. <laughs> I love. One of my favorite things to do is was called a life review and to talk about history and let someone share their story. I was talking with Emma Jackson. And Mr. Jackson is, how old is Mr. Jackson, y'all? 90, 94, 90, in that area. His sister passed away this week, and uh, her name is Geraldine Smith, and they're traveling um, to Georgia for the funeral. And while I was talking to them, Emma shared that her father fought in World War I, and her grandfather was a slave. I was like, what, Emma? <laughs> I was like, and they act like racism happened so long ago, and your granddaddy was a slave. <laughs> I love listening to your stories and your memories, but I ask us to do that because starting at the point of your earliest memory begins your losses. It's called a loss inventory. Well, if you go home today, and you write down your very first memory, whatever that was, if it was going to kindergarten, if it was a baptism, if it was a shot, if it was remembering picking, you know, off the persimmons. I don't know what a persimmon is, but if it was picking it off the tree, what is it? What's, it? What's a persimmon? It's a fruit. But whatever your memory is, write it down. And after you write that down, every single loss that you can ever remember. The time your goldfish died, the time your puppy got taken for you because you wasn't taking good care of it and your mama said, we gotta get rid of the dog. The time your grandmother died and you were very young or your grandfather died. The time when you moved, you may have moved and you lost your best friend. 
the time when um, who, all kind of losses happen when you're a teenager. You, your first heartbreak, your first time your boyfriend told you he didn't like you and you was crushed or your girlfriend told you they didn't like you. The time when you didn't get chosen at school. I still remember when I didn't get picked for the, the kick line team. Write down every single loss. You see, you can't heal from the losses until you actually go through the loss. And if you've ever experienced AA, y'all, some of y'all know what the 12 steps is, right? Step four is you have to make a, 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 you have to made a searching and a fearless moral inventory of ourselves. You got to go through everything. Say everything. We can't heal if we don't ever look at it, if we don't look at the losses, if we don't look at what, what the problem is. Can you imagine going to the doctor and you have a gaping hole in your chest and he looking at the wall? You're like, here, it's right here. You don't see it? You gotta look at the pain. You gotta look at the wound. Tell your neighbor, look at the wounds. Every single loss has to be healed. I never even recognized or realized that, you all. Why am I telling you all to do this? Because I had to do it. I had to go through every loss. I mean, my dog died. And I'm sitting there looking at the man like, why do we got to talk about my dog dying from when I was seven? Because you didn't heal from it. Every single loss has to be healed. Every single loss has to be looked at and recognized. Every single loss has to be lamented to God and giving over to God. So if you would just take some time, anytime you want, and write down that list and give it to God. Every loss you have ever had up until today, health issues, financial struggles, every single loss. You see, something happens when we don't allow ourselves to grieve. When we don't grieve, when we don't lament, when we don't deal with those losses, when we don't heal, our hearts begin to harden. Tell your neighbor, don't let your heart get hard. Have you ever heard that saying, keep calm and carry on? That saying actually comes as a result of World War II. It was on a poster, and it was supposed to inspire the soldiers on the Britain, in the Britain Army. Keep calm and carry on. And the purpose of that was to, you know, help them to overcome their fear and so that they would not be overcome and paralyzed and demoralized by their fear and discouragement. But there was a hidden danger in the keeping calm and carrying it on mentality. Because when we keep calm and carry on, we suppress our feelings. Some of you all are real good at suppressing your feelings. You just turn them right off and they've never gotten turned back on again. Tell your neighbor, it's time to turn your feelings on. Before Jesus was crucified, he spent his final hours with his disciples. He knew what they were going to experience. He knew the grief, the fear, and the pain that was going to visit the disciples as soon as he was gone. And he begins to prepare them for the experience. If we can look at John chapter 16, verse 20, if you guys can put that on the screen if you're in the back back there. Read this with me. Very truly, I tell you, oh, it's a little different. Let's read the verse 20. That's 16. There you go. Verily, verily, I say unto you that ye shall weep and lament, but the world shall rejoice. And ye shall be sorrowful, but your sorrow shall be turned into joy. 
You see, the Lord was telling the disciples, you are going to lament. You are going to weep. You are going to cry. And it's going to seem like everybody else is rejoicing. You see, when Jesus died, they thought they had won. When Jesus was crucified, they thought they had the victory, and they were doing their happy dance. But Jesus was trying to let the disciples know your grief will turn to joy. Tell your neighbor, your grief will turn into joy. The Lord recognizes that we will have times when we feel that our troubles are greater than we can endure. But he has a promise for us. What's the promise that Jesus gives us? He says, I am here. Tell your neighbor, I am here. He says, I am present. Tell your other neighbor, say, I am present. He says to us, I feel your pain. I feel your struggle. This is the most important. You are not alone. Tell your neighbor, you are not alone. You are not alone. What Jesus was trying to teach them was about lamenting and praising. Say praising. I talked about this last week. In our deepest sorrows, we also have to praise God. And watch out for our feelings. Tell your neighbor, watch out for your feelings. Emotions are important, y'all, but they can, cannot always be trusted. Sometimes people say, I feel like this way, so I think I'm going to get a divorce. I feel like this way, so I'm going to leave my kids. I feel like this way. You know, tell your feelings to be quiet sometimes. <laughs> you cannot always trust your feelings. Because I still am surprised when, when I became a new mother and I said, oh, this is why people sometimes kill their kids. I didn't know that you was going to have the feeling of wanting to kill them. But you can't trust that feeling, amen? Don't trust that feeling. Don't kill your kids. <laughs> feelings are their own language. They are telling us something, but we have to balance feelings with our mind and our spirit. They all work together. Say together. Lamentation, pouring out help us, helps us to unlearn. Say unlearn. Some of us got to unlearn some bad habits. We got some bad habits. <laughs> Stop suppressing unpleasant feelings and give them to God. Say give them to God. Jesus offers us, us so many promises. He says, I will comfort you in your sorrow. And this last scripture, it says, come to me all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Let us pray. Gracious and holy God, we thank you for your healing. And we just take this time, Lord, to pour out our pain to you, holy God. We are tired, Lord Jesus. We are sad. We are hurting, we are uncomfortable, we are confused, we are broken, we are so afraid, and we need you, Lord. We just pour out right now every single hurt, Lord, every single grief, every single loss, we just pour it out to you, Holy Spirit. And we trust you, Lord. We trust you, Lord, to heal our souls. We thank you and we honor you. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Saints, as, as we begin to sing this, this song and prepare for communion,
want to share with you that last week we had a, a secret uh, church evaluator. Have you ever heard of the secret shopper? The secret shopper goes to the stores and evaluates how they do. Well, last week we had a secret church evaluator. They came to our church to evaluate us and see how we was doing. Did you, none of us knew. I didn't even know. They came in to evaluate us, and they gave us a, a great job. We did a great job. I was like, really? <laughs> they gave us an a, a, a plus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But you know what got us the A plus? What got us over the top? Because they talked about how friendly you all were. They talked about how welcoming you all were. They talked about how good the music was. They even said the preacher, they said everything was good. But what crossed that A for us and gave us the plus was this invitation. We don't just open the doors of the church. We are inviting you to a relationship with Christ. Inviting you to know Jesus in a new way that you have never known Jesus. Even if you've already given your heart to Christ, we invite you to get in a deeper relationship. So the doors of the church are open, saints. And if you want to know Jesus, if you, if you want a better relationship with Jesus, if you want that healing and that soul care with Jesus, my friends, as we stand to sing this I believe right now, we will, you could just raise a hand and pray. We, we can come to you. You can come down to us and we will pray with you. And then after we sing this song, we're going to go right into our communion.
recite what we believe in our Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven, and he is seated at the right hand of the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated. Has everyone received communion? And for those of you that are at home, if you would make sure to get your elements for communion, some bread and, and some sort of juice or water. Scripture tells us not to receive communion in an unholy way, to take a moment to confess our sins, those losses, those laments, and to grieve our hearts. So at this time, we are going to si silently confess and examine our hearts. Amen. Hear what Jesus Christ promises. Happy are those who hunger and thirst for what is right. They shall be satisfied. This is also the word of the Lord. All those whom I love are correct and disciplined. Therefore, shake off your complacency and repent. See, I stand knocking at the door. If anyone listens to my voice and opens the door, I will go in and dine. Lift up your hearts. Holy God, we praise you for your son, Jesus, who shared our weakness and was tempted in every way as we are. Who obeyed you by suffering and dying for us. You have raised him to rule the world and have given Jesus a name above every name. Lord and Christ, we praise him and we glorify you, great God, our creator. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Saints, we have it on good report that on the night of his arrest, our Lord Jesus Christ took the bread, and after giving thanks, he broke it, saying, This is my body, which has been broken for you. Whenever you eat of this, do so in remembrance of me.
In the same way, he took the cup, and after giving thanks, he said, This is the new covenant sealed in my blood. Whenever you drink of it, do so in remembrance of me. The body of Christ, the bread of heaven. The blood of Christ, the cup of salvation. Let us join in our prayer of thanksgiving. Bountiful God, God we, we give, give you thanks that you have refreshed us at your table by granting us the presence of Christ. Strengthen our faith, increase our love for one another, and send us forth into the world in courage and peace, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us all rise to sing. Thank you, Lord. announcements and good news. Want to say happy birthday to Loreen Beach, praise God. Happy birthday to Joanne Martin. Joanne is here today. Well, Joanne, there she go. Joanne, happy birthday to Joanne. She's right over there. John Coates, husband of Gwen Coates' birthday is uh, this week. Wait, it's not today. It's June, uh, July 6th and July 7th. And then Jocia Williams is on the 7th. So happy birthday to you all. Women's Association, you do meet today in the chapel after service. I, I said in my sermon, Glenn Jackson's sister, Geraldine Smith, passed away in Georgia, and so Glenn and Emma are traveling. Uh, they expect to be back Monday or Tuesday. Please pray for them. I also mentioned today the homegoing service for Demetrius Jackson. Um, this is a funeral that Bridge is allowing us to host over there, so we do need our elders, deacons, lay pastors, volunteers, Please come over to Bridge to help us out. I shouldn't have said the name. Sorry, y'all. <laughs> but uh, come on over uh, to support the family in that service. Um, don't forget, you all, it's the picnic. 
Yay, the church picnic is this Saturday at Forest Hill Park 2A and 2B, 2370 Lee Boulevard, Cleveland Heights. We are going to eat very well. So we want you all to join us for the picnic. The food portion of it is from 12 to 5, but the setup actually, it says in the bulletin 10, but we're going to actually meet here at 8 a.m. We got some setup, and deacons, you all will get a link. We will have a Zoom meeting on Thursday at 6 o'clock just so that we're all ready and organized. Uh, Jave Williams is starting a snow cone business today, so you can help her out after church today. If you would like a sweet treat, go ahead and purchase a snow cone. And uh, Demetrius Darman and Daisha would like us to know that the Cuyahoga Vikings dinner and the movie is starting again in July. Are there any other announcements that are not in the program that you all would like to share? That's not okay. That's it? Nobody? Y'all ready to go home today. <laughs> all right. Don't forget, Ruby Turner has an event. Her... Um, I can't remember if it's her uncle or her cousin. Somebody's out there celebrating a 100-year-old birthday today. That's why the fellowship hall is set up the way it is. Go ahead. Hey, y'all know somebody need a job? <laughs> He's been very helpful. You can talk right after church today, and he will help pull that person in. All right, if no one else has any other. Oh, Carrie, oh, sorry, Carrie. Well, I'd, like, I'd like to welcome my buddy back, my partner in crime, Marv. Oh, yes. yes. Thank you for saying that. Marvin had mm -hmm. a surgery, and he's doing well. Welcome back, Marvin. He's still taking it easy, you all. <laughs> Thank you for saying and that. I'd like to thank uh, Susan and Renee for uh, giving us some refreshments yesterday for, for me and Pearly Gates' birthday. Oh, yeah, they had yeah. a birthday party yesterday. Yeah. Happy birthday to all the June birthdays. Yeah. Hallelujah. It's July now, so the July birthdays is coming up. I'm in July. That's why I'm saying that, y'all. We're going to celebrate the whole month. <laughs> but, no, happy birthday to all of you that had a special event. All right. Y'all good? All right, if we could all rise to receive the benediction, and we'll see each other on Saturday for the church picnic. Gracious and holy God, as we prepare to depart from this place, but never from your sight, Lord Jesus, we pray, Lord, that we can take all the fruit of your precious Holy Spirit, your love, your joy, your peace, your patience, your kindness, your goodness, your gentleness, and your self-control, Lord, we want people to see you when they see us. We thank you and we honor you. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Turn to the neighbor and say, neighbor, I'm mighty glad you came to church today.